Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another episode of It's a Giant in You podcast. Today's topic of discussion is life lessons from the movie Pursuit of Happiness. I remember seeing this movie when I was a jit, when I was a kid. And I don't believe I only, I believe I only seen it like once, maybe twice. And I remember like the main scene that I remember is, you know, he being in the um, bathroom, going to sleep in the bathroom and things like that. That's the main scene that I remember as a kid. But then I've been watching certain videos and it's, it got clips of the of pursuit of happiness in it, man. I'm like, hold on, I got to go back and watch that. So I checked it out again last night, man. I checked it out again last night, pretty much this morning. That's probably why I'm, you know, starting this pod a little late because, you know, I stayed up pretty much all night watching it and taking notes, man. But the first note I want to, I want to, um, the first thing I want to talk about about this movie is, I know we all, I know we all heard the saying, happy, happy wife, happy life, right? And that's the first thing that I've, you know, I used and I, and I put in my notes is that his wife, you know, she wasn't happy, right? So if, if your wife not happy, your life not happy, right? That's one of the things that I took from that part. You know, but not only that, though, right, like as he's trying to find his way, as Chris Gardner's trying to find his way in life and he's he's a problem solver. You know, what I mean, like everything come his way, he's going to try to figure out a way to find a solution to it. And that's what we need to be. We need to be problem solvers. We, when we go through something that's not uh, against the plan that we had, we got to figure out how to solve that problem. Because we're only going to be as good as, as the, the way that we are going to be able to adapt to things. We're only going to be as good to, to, to things that come towards us if we are able to adapt to change or circumstance come up. We're going to have to be able to, to figure out that problem and keep going. You know what I mean? Because we're going to have bumps in the road. We're going to have hiccups. But as long as we stay persistent, as long as we keep trying to figure out what went wrong, and then we can address what went wrong and then have a solution on what went wrong, then we can we can we can keep going. You know what I mean? Because Chris, that's one thing I noticed is he's a problem solver. And also this too, man, to be happy, man, you can't listen to negativity. You can't listen to negativity. There's one part in the movie where he he meets a, a stockbroker and he see that how how you know the guy has a great car or whatever, and the guy told him, he said, Man, all you have to do. Well, well, Chris actually asked me, he said, man, how, I got two questions for you, man. What do you do and how do you do it? And the guy said, man, I'm a stockbroker. He said, oh, you must have went to college for that. And then he was like, no, not really, man. He said, all you got to do, he said, all you got to know is be good with numbers and be good with people. And Chris was like, what? I can do that, right? And then he noticed that everybody leaving that, that uh, the office and stuff, everybody left, they all was happy. They all was happy. They all had a smile on their face. Because when you, when you got, you know, some money in your pocket, man, a lot of the worries in the world go away. A lot of the stress that you have go away when you got some money in your pocket, right? But also this too, man, he goes home and he tells his wife that, look, <clears throat> I'm going to go out for this uh, job interview at the stock brokerage or whatever. And she like, what? Don't do that. Go do this. Do that. Do this. Don't do that. Do this. So what I'm saying is for you to be happy, man. For you to truly be happy in this world, you cannot listen to negativity, man. I don't care if that's your wife. I don't care if that's your husband. I don't care if that's your mom, your dad, whoever. You can't listen to that negativity because that negativity is going to bring you back down 
to the place that you were at. You get what I'm saying? And that ties into what Chris tells Christopher later on in the movie, which I'm going I'm to add on to that, man. But, yeah, don't let no one don't let no one stop your dreams, man. I don't care who it is. Don't let no one stop your dreams. And then also this too, man, don't be a fool because in the sense that where in the movie he, he let someone else, like, hold his things while he went and tried to take care of some business. Whole time the lady stole his items. So don't be a fool. Don't don't give your 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 precious items to a stranger. Don't let someone take control of your finances that don't got anything that doesn't understand finances. You know what I mean? Don't listen to someone that do not know what the hell they talking about, right? Like I said, don't trust anybody with your valuables. Don't trust anybody with your valuables because they're valuable to you. You get what I'm saying? Somebody else might use that and it's not as valuable and they just going to treat it like shit because it's not theirs in the first place. You get what I'm saying? And also this too, man, look. To grow, to truly grow in this world, to truly grow as a person, to truly grow as a human, to truly grow, everything must fall apart. Maybe not everything in totality. Maybe not like everybody around you may die or whatever but i mean like your circumstance may fall apart like you may lose your job you may you may gotta go down to the depths of hell to really realize who you really are you get what i'm saying because it's a law of vibration right so if a law of vibration says that if if there's a if, if things go down it's always going to come back up you get what i'm saying so when things are up it can go down too so you have to stay balanced and stay even keeled because what's your what's coming for you is going to come for you, but you got to stay persistent. But also, you got to know that even your hardships is just a lesson for you to realize the, the makeup of who you really are in the inside. Because the most famous, like let's say this, right? Let's say if you have a, let's say you're a millionaire or a billionaire, and you have a kid, and then your kid is a billionaire millionaire. He's not gonna he's not gonna learn really shit about life. He's gonna have a silver spoon in his mouth. He's just gonna basically just take life for granted. But if you take, but if you are someone who fell down many times and many times and got up and then you became successful, then you're going to take your life. You're going to take appreciation of your life because you know that the fact that you went through all that is who you, what made you who you are today. You know what I mean? And there was also a part in the movie where, <clears throat> where they was talking about the Rubik's Cube because this movie, this movie takes place back in 1981. So the Rubik's Cube was like fresh on the scene. And you know the Rubik's Cube is a, like a problem-solving game. I actually want to go get a Rubik's Cube now because I never ever put one together when I was a kid. So now I want to put it one together because I know that it is a problem-solving tool. Because if you can problem-solve a Rubik's Cube, then you can problem-solve a lot of people's problems. You get what I'm saying? And if you if you solve people's problems, man, you're eventually going to make money straight up. <clears throat> so then now, now let, check this out right here, man. I feel like nobody respected him because of his image. It wasn't that he wasn't trying. It wasn't it wasn't that he wasn't going for it or nothing like that. It was just the fact that he allowed people to like tell him no. You get what I'm saying? He allowed people to tell him no. He allowed people to say, nah, not this time. But what also was his greatest attribute was his persistence. You know, persistence, pursuit. You get, you see the same, you see, you see the same type of analogy within both. <clears throat> so he had, he had persistence to be in people's face all the time. So if 
if a guy told him no today, he's going to be back in a week. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be back in a week and stay persistent. That's how he was able to really find what he really wanted out of this world because he was persistent. So then, right, with the with the Rubik's Cube or whatever, right, that's a problem-solving tool. So if you use your Rubik's Cube and you learn how to problem-solve, you can also change the image of people around you or change the perspective of people of you because because I'm going to get back into it, but I'm going to get down to it a little later because I want to stay true to my notes because I want to stay true to the, how the movie played out or whatever. So I'm going to get back into that part in a second. So... So, um, basically his wife isn't happy, right? His wife isn't happy and she basically is talking about she's tired of hearing his excuses. You know what I mean? Tired of hearing his excuses and this and that and this and that. So she basically gets up and she's ready to move on with her life, right? But the thing about it is, man, he's telling her like, look, you want to go, man, you can go, but you ain't going to take my son. You ain't going to take my son because in the very beginning of the movie, very beginning of the movie, he said that he hadn't seen his dad. He seen his dad when he was 28. First time he ever seen his dad when he was 28 or first time he realized he seen his dad when he was 28. So he said that he was going to make sure that his kids knew who their father was. So he always had that, that, that seed planted in his head that he was going to be around his kids. He wasn't going to be a deadbeat dad like his dad, you know? And ultimately, ultimately, Christopher mom ended up becoming a deadbeat mom. Cause how the fuck you gonna leave your son? How the fuck you gonna leave your kid just cause you want to chase some bullshit in New York that don't even know you don't even know if the shit gonna work out. You know what I mean? But that's 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 the key to all this is like the pursuit of happiness. Like she wasn't happy, so she wanted to pursue her different happiness, and she didn't really care if if Chris, baby Chris or or big Chris was with her, as long as she felt happy. She was selfish. You know what I mean? She was selfish. So then, so then, uh, <clears throat> so then it was one point in time, right, where Chris met, uh, I forgot his last name, but his name is Jay. And that is the guy who is like the manager at the brokerage firm. And he's telling him, look, look, man, I, I got problem solving skills and problem solving, uh, traits that i can help you guys with man i know that my uh my resume isn't that deep but i can explain why it isn't that deep but i am who i am because of the commitment that i put into myself with problem solving and trying to make a better life out of myself he never he never took a day off you get what i'm saying even if days was hard days was rough he always tried man he 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 always went out the box like for example like if your ass is broke as shit you might not want to go fucking across town because you broke and you don't know how you're going to get back. He didn't think like that. He was like, man, fuck that, man. I need to get out of this shit. I need to get out of this situation. So I'm going to take risks. I'm going to take chances. So then check this part out, right? Back to the Rubik's Cube and, and, and back to Jay, who was the uh, uh, brokerage uh, manager. So he ended up catching a cab with Jay. He's like, "Lo, Jay, I'm going to the same place, man. Can I just catch a ride with you? Boom. He's talking to Jay the whole time. Jay ain't focusing at all. Jay is focusing on his Rubik's Cube. So then, so then uh, Chris tells him, he's like, look, look I, can, I can do it. Because Chris was practicing it uh, just before that, right? He was practicing like a day before that. But he didn't get it. He didn't do it. He didn't finish it. But he, he found out a side. He was able to find out a side or two. So then 
when he was with when he then he, then he's in the uh, cab with Jay, and he actually figures out the Rubik's cube right as Jay goes to his house, right or where Jay get dropped off at, right. But then check this out, right? Jay as leaves the cab, and now it's seventeen ten on the cab, <laughs> and Chris is broke, so Chris is like. So the, so the cab man was like, where you want to go? He's like, man, just just take me back just a couple blocks back. So whole T, he don't have no money, so he's going to escape. So he runs, he runs, he runs from the cab man. Cab man don't get his money. He's talking about, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Cab man mad he didn't get his $20 because, you know, that's that, that's the way he lived too. You know what I'm saying? That's the way he get his money too. So you take you take from somebody else, they're going to want their shit back, right? But then not only that, he gets away, right? He escaped. He gets away. He gets away. He gets away. But then he realized that he's not going to be able to make it at home in time, right? So then he calls his wife. His wife is like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And I'm taking Chris with me. And he's like, no, you're not going to leave with my damn son. You're not going to leave with my son. So he's on the phone with her, right? He's on the phone. He's like, you're not going to leave with my damn son, right? So then he sees a nickel, and the nickel is Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson wrote Declaration of Independence, and he says, "You have the you have the freedom of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness." And Chris was like, "How did he know that happiness is something that you truly can't have, but you can only pursue it?" You know what I mean? <laughs> he said, "How did he know that?" I mean, one thing you know to know about life is that, like, someone already been down that road before you. Someone already took those steps, those same steps that you took before you, maybe two decades before you. So they got knowledge of your circumstances you're going through now. They have knowledge of that, and they can speak to you in, in, in your circumstance. Like, if you're in your situation, they can speak to you because they already been there. They already done that. So if you are on this type of level and then let's say someone was on that same level 20 years ago, but they wrote a book about that level that you're on now, you're going to relate to them at a high. You're going to relate to them at an all-time high. So he was like, how did, how did Thomas Jefferson know that it was just only going to be a pursuit of happiness and not something that you can fully obtain? You get what I'm saying? Not fully something that you can grasp. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it, that didn't, disturb, that didn't discourage him for, trying to have a better life, trying to make a better life for him and, you know, and his son or whatever, right? But look, check this out, right? <clears throat> check this out, right? So then look, as he gets home, he gets a call from Jay and Jay tells him, look, hey, man, like basically he was saying like, yeah, man, you are a problem solver, man. Look, write this number down, man, and, and get in touch with me. In a couple days, so he goes. He don't have any pen. He don't have any paper or anything like that. But he's good with numbers, so he remembered the number. He remembered the extension, and then he goes to the liquor store and write it down. Right. And then his boy Wayne comes. Right. His boy Wayne comes. Boy Wayne, like man, you missed the game, man. You missed the game, man. Goddamn, the boys one eleven, one nineteen, one ten, man. You missed the game. And he's like, man, look, Wayne, I ain't worried. I ain't worried. I ain't worried about numbers right now, right. He said, like, I ain't worried about numbers right now, right? But at, at, at the time, he's still worrying about numbers at the same time because he's writing down a number that Jay gave him in an extension that he remembered in his head. He had to remember that number before he went to the store so he could write it down, right? So then 
So then Jay was like, Jay was like, man, what you mean you don't want to worry about numbers? He, he was like, no, man, look, you owe me $14. Chris like, Jay, Wayne, you owe me $14, Wayne. Wayne like, well, hey, man, I, hey, man, I ain't got it, man. I ain't got it, man. He said, well, look, man, I need my money. He said, well, that, Wayne was like, well, that is numbers. 14 is a number. <laughs> and then he walks off or whatever. But then he goes home and he reflects. And he, he don't have his son or his wife with him. So he just reflects, man. He just reflects on his life, man. Because when things go downhill, man, they can go down fast. They can go down fast when they go downhill, man. And he stayed persistent, though, man. He stayed persistent. That's the key. That's the real key to uh, his character, man. He he built his he built character up the whole way through, man. The whole way through, he 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 had character the whole way through. So when you look at it, though, right? Like what made him not quit? In my eyes, what made him not give up was because his son was his why. His son was the reason why he wanted to keep going. He wanted a better life for him, him and his son, right? He wanted that for him. But then, like he said, that he told his wife, man, look, dog, don't take my fucking son away from me ever again. Ever again. Don't you ever do that shit, right? So then, at that time, that's when she's like, look. Matter of fact, before that, that, that he actually got his son. And then he ended up uh, talking, to the, talking to the landlord. Landlord, like, look, I'll give you one week, one week to pay me. And you're going to have to paint for yourself or whatever. So Chris is in there painting. But then the cops knock on his door and they lock his ass up because he had um, he had uh, parking tickets. So as he's painting, as he got to go, you know, in a couple hours, pick up his son, he gets locked up and he has to stay the night in jail till 930. And then he got a and then he got his appointment, you know, his his interview at what, 10 o'clock or 1030 or whatever. So basically, as he leave the jail, he has to go. But not only that, he has to call his wife. And tell her, look, man, I need you to just do this one last favor for me, man. Pick up Chris one time for me, man. And then she she ended up, you know, agreeing to it and whatever. And then they ended up making an arrangement to where she was going to drop him back off. So then, look, check this out. So then after he spends the night in jail, he goes to his interview, bummy as hell, goes to his interview with paint on him and everything, man. No, No shower, no nothing. No prep, no nothing, man. And look. <clears throat> the key to the the key to the interview was that they was bashing him. It was like, look, man, what would you do? It was like, man, what would you do, right? If someone came to your job trying to get a job, and would would you hire them? If they looked the way you look. So then, in in the time of all that, in the time of all that pain and all that hurt, he was able to make a joke out of his life and that ultimately made them want to work with him or give him a chance because they was like so if you look if someone came to you and they asked you for a job and they look like how you look right now what would you say and he said look oh no 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 actually it wasn't that he said if i hired someone who looks like how you look right now what would your opinion be on that and and then chris was like well look (laughs) He must have great pants, <laughs> and it made the it made the bosses laugh and stuff like that. So they found humor in that because they they seen that like even though he was going through all that, he can kind of make light of the situation. You know what I mean? And sometimes humor go a long way, man. That's how it, that's how they gave him a chance to be a uh, part of the brokerage firm as an intern that took six months, right? And the beauty about all this is that like he stayed persistent and knowing that all that shit was going to work out. 
by basically just trying. Like, he didn't know if it was going to work out, but he, he was going to try his hardest to see if it would work out. Because there was some things in his mind contemplating, like, bro, should this work? Should this work out for me? Should this work? Could this work out for me? Because he had his own little um, his own little x-ray machines that he was selling, but they wasn't selling like that. They wasn't really doing no numbers like that, but it was helping him get by. So when he seen those people who stole those items from him, he went and got that shit back because he knew that was his livelihood. He knew that was a way for him to make money for him and his son. So he he ain't play those games. He took if anybody took some shit from him, he got it back. <clears throat> he ain't play those fucking games. So look, man, look, and then after that, <clears throat> so after that part or whatever, um, he ended up telling Jay, man, I gotta think about it, right? But then he realized that it was no really other options for him, so he had to take that leap of faith. So he told Jay, look, I, I accept, I'll, I'll be there. Right, so, so he'll be there, right? So then he started working and whatever, man. He started working and stuff, and he started learning and learning and learning, man. They told him this book right here gonna be a Bible and whatnot, man. So he's learning the book and learning the book. He's 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 being consistent with his growth, right? But then there was this one point where they were were were, were big Chris and little Chris was at the um, was at the basketball court. And Chris told him, look, man, we're going to go play basketball, man. Then we maybe, we maybe can go watch a football game or whatever, right? So then Chris was playing hoops and he was like, little Chris was like, I'm going to go pro. I'm going to go pro. I'm going to go pro. And then big Chris was like, look, man, I was a below average person. So set your expectations on being a below average basketball player, right? And what happens as soon as he said that, little Chris just went into um, a state of depression, a state of someone telling him he can't do nothing, and then he felt that in his heart. You know what I mean? He felt that, and then he he started probably started to believe that at that time. But then, like as he said that, he realized that he projected his own fears onto his own son. So then he told himself, he he told his son, "Look, man, son, don't listen to nothing no one say you can't do." Cause you can do anything in this world. Not even don't even listen to your dad if I say you can't do something. You know, and that was a great point of the movie because he got out of his own ego. You know what I mean? He got out of his own ego, telling his son that he can't be something or 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 do something in this world because that was a sense of what his wife was saying. That was a sense of what his uh fears were saying. That's a sense of like what humanity says about someone that's taking a leap of faith you can't do that you can't do that fuck humanity man i'm gonna do this shit for me i'm gonna do this shit for for for, for chris i'm gonna do this shit for my family you get what i'm saying so don't let nobody tell you you can't do nothing not even your father man protect your dream he said son protect your dream son he said protect your dream son straight up so then as they as they grow, man, as he's starting to learn and, and, and grow more and, and do more, right? He's starting to sell some of that uh x-ray machine and he's starting to make a little bit of money. And he's still learning in the, the, the brokerage firm because he's there six months as an intern, right? Still learning all this, but then as he gets his money and stuff together, right? As he gets his money up a little bit, he see he 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 fucking isn't really paying his taxes and things like that. So the IRS takes his fucking money. Yeah, 600 in his account, they take his money, man. 
he had to pay that fucking motel. So the motel people kicked him out because they they took his money, right? But not only that, man, he 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 kept going, man. He didn't he never he never really he never really gave up, right? But then there was this one one guy who he ended up speaking to and talking to because that guy was a CEO of of a firm or CEO of something. I forgot what he was CEO of. But as Chris does his thing, he know that he has to work hard harder than everybody else at a shorter time so he can go take care of get his son so that they can basically be together for that day you get what i'm saying so that he can uh find a group home or or find a place to sleep that night because it's, it's a it's a curfew you know what i mean it's a curfew at a certain uh time to where they cannot go to basically uh sleep you know what i mean they would be fucking homeless for the night if they don't go in time right so he ended up saying, look, I, I, even though I'm doing all this work and I'm at the, starting at the bottom of the list, he ended up basically circling the top of the list and finding the CEO and basically started finding relationships with that CEO or finding relationships because he ended up talking to that CEO because that CEO ended up taking him to the football game and he ended up meeting other guys and they ended up being and ended up networking. He ended up networking with those guys, right? And not only did he network with those guys, he ended up picking a brain and learning more and more and more, right? So, so when all that happened, man, look, you know what I mean? He kept his faith. He kept he kept everything going, man, because when the funds low, it's a stressful situation, man. So he he was stressed out, but he kept going. He remained he remained respectable in his toughest times. He remained kind to others. He remained nice. He he didn't. He didn't like strong arm anybody, even though like his machine stopped working at one time. He wanted to sell it. He was like, look, I can get it to work. I can get it to work. He didn't necessarily strong arm the guy because the guy, the guy was like, look, Chris, just come back when it works, man. Just come back when it works. And he was like, OK, sir. You know, what I mean? he, he he took his losses, but he those losses wasn't losses. Those losses was lessons. You know what I'm saying? So. So, man, look, when like I said, when you don't uh, pay your bills, man, they can take the last from you. And that's what they did from him. And that's what made him be uh, in a stressful situation because his funds was low back again. You get what I'm saying? But as his funds was low, after they went to the football game, after all that, they was at the train station, man, and they didn't have a place to stay. So when they was at the train station, they had a place to stay, man. It was one instance, in, uh, one instance when he got back his x-ray machine and the guy was saying that it is a, a time machine. So then baby Chris was like, the guy said it's a time machine and it's not. So then big Chris was like, it, it is a time machine. And then little Chris was like, no, it's not. So then basically what happened was big Chris, he kept, he kept his imagination strong and that would help his, that's what helped little Chris keep his imagination strong. They kept, they had kid imagination, so they basically both touched the the machine and both um pre, both imagined that it was a time machine and imagined that they seen dinosaurs or whatever. And then they ended up, and then he ended up locking himself in the bathroom, and that's when they ended up sleeping, and and that's when they ended up sleeping that night. And that's when dudes kept trying to open up the door, open up the door, and Chris holding that door closed, man. And he got tears coming down his eyes because that part right there is like that's probably like the lowest. A man could ever get is just sleeping on a bathroom floor, man. It's probably the lowest a man could ever be, and you can just feel that pain and that and that and that and that feeling it within him, man. That that you know he didn't want that for his life, but he knew that he had, he knew that he had to find a way to to keep his son safe 
find a way to 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 have his son not worry and you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like he had to find a way to to show his son that he still loved him and everything was gonna be all right. Because he asked his son, Do you trust me? He's like, Yeah, I trust you. So look, his son trusts him and that's all he really ke- that's all he really needed for real. You know what I mean? And then one time I do remember this, right? He went, he was basically like, couldn't even speak, man. Jay was talking to him in the elevator. He couldn't even speak because he didn't have any rest. He didn't have any, um, any energy, any, any source of power within him, man. And Jay was like, are you, how you doing, man? He was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Basically what I'm saying, like, we all have done this shit in our past. We all lied to stay faced. When someone said, Hey, how you doing? You say, I'm doing fine. Knowing damn well you doing bad on the inside. But not everybody need to know that shit. You know what I mean? Not not everybody need to know what the hell you going through because at the end of the day, they either going to judge you and they probably won't even help you. Like, unless you really got somebody in your corner that can really help you when they know you're going through some shit, give you some advice, maybe give you some financial help or, or whatever it may be, everybody ain't going to be that for you. So you got to learn how to keep your pain to yourself and deal with your pain, but not only deal with your pain, get rid of your pain. Like, don't just let that shit sit on you. Don't don't tell everybody your problems and whatnot, but don't let that pain sit on you. Don't, know that your pain going to be able to to be able to become joy. You know what I mean? So keep fighting. Keep going. And then also this too, man, look. As they stand in line to, to find um at, at a group home or whatever, the guy tried to cut in line. Chris said, fuck that, man. Because not only that, the dude tried to cut in line. The dude, the dude came out and it was like, that's the end of the line. Four spots left, and Chris was actually the fifth spot because the guy stole his spot. So Chris fighting the dude like, no, man, I was fucking here first, man. This is my spot, man. So then the dude, so then everybody noticed that Chris was there first, so Chris got his spot. So basically what I'm saying is, look, don't let somebody else take your fucking spot in line. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody step over your fucking toes because they do it once, they're going to do it twice. Chris ain't take shit for granted. His life wasn't going the way he planned it, but he ain't let nobody take advantage of him. He ain't let his wife fucking discourage him. He didn't let his dreams not like he didn't he didn't let anything get in the way of the ultimate goal. And the ultimate goal was to find fucking happiness. That was the ultimate goal. He didn't let anything get in his way at all, right? And then look, check this out, man. They had the group home, man, and he's working, man. He's he's working. He's working. He's fucking. He had the group home and the lights cut out, and he's still working. Still working. So what I'm saying about this is, look, while everybody's fucking sleeping, man, put in the fucking work, man. Put in the work while everybody's sleeping, sleeping, and then and then after you put in the work, then make sure you well rested. You get what I'm saying? Because when you well rested, then that's when you can take advantage of of everything, man. But that's what I'm saying, man. Don't let nobody take shit from granted from you and put in work while everybody sleep. Because then when you when you put in those extra hours while everybody sleep, you're going to lap their ass. You're going you're gonna to run their ass over. You're going to push their ass out the road, man. You're going you, you're gonna to lap them straight up. And when, you, and when you're dealing with business, man, know how to speak the other man's language. Like everybody, everybody don't speak the same. So find out what the other man wants or the other woman wants when you dealing with sales, dealing with people, dealing with anything. Just know that what I like may not be what you like, but I can speak your language. Speak that lingo. You get what I'm saying? Speak that shit. For real. 
What else do I have, man? We almost getting done. There's only a few more, man. When you want it bad enough, man, move other motherfuckers out the way, man. Straight up. When you want it bad enough, move other fuckers. Move, uh, move other motherfuckers out the way. Straight up. Don't lose hope, man. Don't lose hope ever, man. Your time will come, man. Move that fucking mountain. Straight up. And then there was this one point towards the end where the boss ain't have money and he wanted to get a cab, and he said, look, all I need is $5, Chris, can you get it? And Chris, and Chris was so low on fucking cash, I think he only had like $7, man, and the guy basically ended up taking the $5 from him, right? But basically, like, at that time, Chris was like, man, he he, he kind of wanted to cry or whatever, but in my head, in my mind, I know what comes with giving, because when you give, it comes back to you abundantly, right? So then, check this part out, right? Check this part out. Let me let me let me turn the page. Let me turn the page. Give me a second. Let me turn the page. When you when you when you about to have your fucking breakthrough, man. When you about to have your breakthrough, just know it's gonna be a final battle. That is gonna be it's it's gonna be a final battle. It's gonna be a final fucking hurdle that you gotta jump over. Final obstacle that you gotta break through when your breakthrough is coming. It's going to be one, one, it's going to be one final battle. I'm telling you, it's going to be one thing that's going to get in your way a little bit. And for me, I think that was last week, man. I think that was last week. I was feeling good, feeling good. And then I felt like this, this fucking, uh, feeling of, um, not feeling that I, like I was, I obviously knew I was going to keep going, but the feeling of fucking, um, what's the word I'm looking for, man? It's like a feeling, like an internal feeling that I got to fight within. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I felt that final battle internally. I didn't feel it outwardly. I felt it within me. Like, I I had to fight my doubt. I had to fight what I thought I was doing wrong. I had to fight the guilt that I put on myself. I had to fight the fact that I wanted more, but I wasn't there just yet. But I, I seen the light at the end of the tunnel once I kept going, once I kept putting action, once I kept putting a foot in front of the other. I, I beat that final balls. Now, I'm the fucking final balls. Now, motherfucker gonna have to beat me to take what I got. And motherfucker ain't gonna touch me. You get what I'm saying? Because to, to beat the man, you gotta beat a man. And ain't nobody gonna fucking beat me because I'm the fucking man. Straight up. Keep your fucking joy, man. Straight up, man. Keep your joy. Even in, even in, even in your, time, your hardest times, man. Fucking smile, man. Smile. Keep your damn joy, man. And this, this, this part, too, man, was definitely touching. Towards the very end, man, Chris is uh at the group home again, and he's putting baby Chris to sleep. And basically, man, his son was like, his son was like, uh, what, what? I forgot exactly what he said, but he basically gave his dad some encouraging words, man. And as a man, that's all you need to hear, man. I, I I'm not a dad or anything like that, but I can only imagine hearing your son tell you like you're the best dad ever or something like that 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 i know that will give me fire if i heard my son tell me i'm the greatest dad you know what i mean or my daughter saying i'm the greatest dad you get what i'm saying that's gonna give you some fire man so hearing encouraging words as a man could give you a newfound boost you know what i mean a newfound boost a newfound uh a newfound jilt to just go ahead and just accomplish everything that you want for your kids because your kids inspire you more because they they got faith in you to know that that you're going to you're going to get everything right. You're going to get everything taken care of for them and for yourself. 
You know what I mean? And, and, and what I say earlier, man, solve problems for others and you'll always make money forever. Because it was this one point to where he needed he needed to fix the 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 um the donor machine, the X-ray machine, and he needed a light, and he ended up working, working and fixing it, and makes basically, man, he fixed it, right? Because he's a problem solver, and you can solve problems, you can make money forever. And remember what I said earlier when the guy was like, "Chris, come back, man. Once you, once it's all worked, it's all fixed." So Chris fixed the the machine. Chris made some money from the machine because he was able to solve the problem. He was able to solve the problem, right? And then look, this 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 the finale right here. This the finale. So after he sold that to that man, right? He on his last day. They tell him, "Hey, Chris, come on, come to the office, right? Big Chris, come to the office." So then they tell him, "Look." Well, Chris actually say, "Look, since it's the last day." I decided to wear a shirt because if you remember it, you remember when he first started speaking to those guys for that interview, he didn't have it. He only had like a wife beater on. He basically was a bum. Basically was bummy that day. You know what I'm saying? Coming from jail, fucking painting before he went to jail, spent the night in jail. And then he went there. Like he stayed persistent. He didn't even care about his image. He knew that he had to be there. He had to be there. You know what I'm saying? So then that's when they told him, look, well, wait one again tomorrow. Because you're hired. And just the joy, just 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 that feeling that he felt, I felt it because I've been there before, man, where you think everything going down bad and then you feel then you fucking see the up. And then you see that light of that tunnel, man. That shit gonna bring so much joy to you. That light of that tunnel gonna bring so much hope to you, man. It's gonna bring so much happiness. The pursuit of happiness. So after he gets the job, not only he get the job, the boss give him back the five dollars that he owed him. <laughs> so he got blessed twice. He actually got blessed like three times within like one segment or whatever, because he got the money from the donor, he got the job, he got the five dollars back. You know what I'm saying? Like, see how the universe works. You give, you you whatever you give, you're gonna get back. And sometimes you well, not sometimes, but most of the time you're gonna give back. You're gonna get back way more than you give. So then at the very end, man, he said. This 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 little part right here, this part right here is called happiness. So Chris goes out to the street, man. He's crying. He's just so happy, man. He's just so joyful, man. Because that feeling that he feel is like, like it's just just straight, a uh, 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 straight. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, man? This is like a straight. I can't even think of the word I'm trying to use. I know the word I'm trying to use, but I can't say it. <laughs> But basically what I'm trying to say is like he felt like straight energy of happiness, like a whole bunch of energy of happiness hitting him at once. And you most likely ain't going to feel that feeling but so many times in in this world. Like you keep your joy, be joyful, but the 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 feeling of that ultimate happiness is the best feeling ever in the world. Ever in the world. Ever. I'm telling you. If you ever experienced that true, true happiness, even if it was for five minutes, because it's not going to last long. It's not going to last forever. Happiness comes and goes, but your joy can stay forever. But the pursuit of happiness and you get that happiness, man, I'll take that five minutes of happiness and joy over, uh, any day. You get what I'm saying? I'll take that shit any day, man. So keep going, man, because Chris, look at this, man. Chris, his wife left his ass. Money not coming through like he wants to. You know what I mean? <clears throat> He fucking homeless. He go to jail. 
he's been through so much shit, but he never gave up. He never quit. He always persisted. He always persisted. He always were persistent. He always knew that he was a problem solver. So everything that he took in life, he, he, he looked at it as a problem. And now how do I solve it? And that's how we got to do. Because when we're able to solve problems, we can be able to be able to be that man that we always wanted to be or be that woman that we always wanted to be. We can solve other people's problems. They will always keep us around. We will never be replaced if, as long as we can always solve problems. So I just want y'all to take that into initiation, man, and, and think about that, man. And go even go check this movie out again, man. Because like I said, I remember seeing it like once or twice when I was a kid. But The Pursuit of Happiness is a great-ass movie. It's, about to be, it's one of my favorite movies now. Because on this self-journey, of this, this self-walk I'm on, of self-growth, self-empowerment, self-loving yourself, this is a movie for everybody to watch if they on the same plane and plateau as me. So keep one foot in front of the other and keep going, man. It's a giant in you. Let's get it.